Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. I have here with me a great energy master and master healer, Andrew Kaur, who is in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I've been representing him for more than a year now, uh, simply because he is such a great healer and he has created a great deal of different modalities himself. Um, and he's been doing this for the last uh, 22 years or so. He Previously, he was a copywriter with Ogilvy in Malaysia for some 25 years. Uh, sorry, the, his entire advertising career was for 25 years and 16 years with Ogilvy itself. Um, he is a, very much a natural healer and has uh, gone through many personal experiences of his own, which we will discuss today. And um, in particular, he is a golden Amrit mentor. And let's ask him more about all of these things. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome, uh, Helen. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning to you. There was quite a lengthy <laughs> introduction. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to your to your podcast. Eh? Okay. Yeah, um, it's been quite a journey, I must say. Uh, when I first started, I had no idea that we we're going to end up with the golden armrest. And uh, it's been like uh, one transformation after another until finally we got to the point where when we talk about a certain transformation, one of the most uh, things that is talked about is alchemy. Okay. In our world, in our therapeutic energy world, right, one of the most frequently used descriptions is that of the word alchemy. Okay. Now, alchemy means a transformation from one particular, let's say, uh, phase of experience to another phase of experience. And from all that I've read, okay, and I read a lot, basically, the the finest end game stage of alchemy would be achieving some kind of a golden energy, okay? And if you read history, etc., you'll find that even in the internet, if you Google right now, there are a lot of people who are talking about golden energy, uh, golden circle, golden globes, uh, golden triangles, okay? To my mind, uh, all of us who are talking about golden are talking about an energy state, okay, that turns us into visionaries, into teachers, into people who I would say are, you know, really like the ferryman. We, we carry one person or we transport one person from a place of one experience to another place of a higher experience, okay. And that's what I think we're doing because gold is such a, an amazing transformative 
energy for people. Okay, and and that's what we are doing right now. We are in the what do you call it? Using a methodology of using a golden energy to transform people. And we were talking to Helen a bit earlier, and she's one of the people. Okay, is talking about a golden transformation, a golden age is coming, and I believe some people call it the age of Aquarius. Um, whatever we label this, the golden age or the age of Aquarius, it's all about the age of the awakening individual. Okay, right. My perception is that you know, if you look at our history. Um, the age of governments has been around for a long time, and we are the people ruled by a government. Okay, now what happens when you begin to develop a golden auric field or a golden aura? Okay, that comes with our practices. I believe that you become an awakened individual, and by becoming the awakened individual, you take more and more responsibility for yourself. And I'm not saying that you, you don't rely on governments anymore, but I'm saying, right, you become a responsible individual, responsible for your own expansion, responsible for you know, ultimately one by one, helping people to also achieve that golden image or that golden aura, okay? Because I believe, or most of us who are doing this golden work, believe that when you convert a person from lead into gold, you are empowering the person, and the person uh, <laughs> will be less of a burden on a government, okay? Because the person is an enlightened uh, why individual. Why did you say lead, mm. uh, uh, Andrew? Okay, in the okay, the thing is this: uh, it is a metaphor. Okay, the word lead into gold is an ancient metaphor because uh, those days the ancient Taoists or the ancient Indians, there were people who could take a piece of lead metal and through transformative methods, okay, convert that lead into gold, okay? And I also read some of these books and I do have a friend, I do have a friend in Malaysia who is attempting to transform basic metals into gold, okay? And in fact, he has actually invented a golden liquid, okay? But let's talk about you liquid. rather than you. Yeah, that's uh, right, that's right. Okay, fine, not a problem. Okay, sorry, I said way to something else. But anyway, that was the old tradition where you actually take something that's metal and turn it into gold. The metaphor is that we are taking the human being, okay, and turning the person and having the person, okay, introducing a golden aura to that person. And by the time a person has a golden aura, that, because that person becomes responsible for himself, is able to attract more abundance okay, to himself, and is less of a burden on governments per se, okay, because you now are responsible for yourself We're in many, many ways. Uh, personal mm. uh, sovereignty, basically. Mm. Uh, Correct, yes, personal sovereignty. Yeah, that's right. And so there are many, what you call it, um, parts that come to having this golden aura or golden uh, 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 <clears throat> golden image. How do okay? you and, come to, uh, to experience this and to mm. 
teach mm. to create a mm. course mm. or a methodology mm. where you can mm. help people mm. Ah, okay. Yeah. The interesting thing is this, you know, um, something happened to me in the middle of August, the year 2018. Okay. Uh, there I was in the afternoon, minding my own business. <laughs> and uh, I just woke up from a nap and uh, something very strange happened to me. I could feel my head, the energy here, and I could feel this part of my head opening up. Okay. And I could feel lots of lots of universal life force and energy coming down into me, into my body. And I had this sense that this was something very, very important. Never happened to me before in all my years of uh, therapy or work. And I quickly called my friend in, um, in uh, Ipoh. Uh, she's a psychic. And I asked her, what's going on? Okay. And basically, she wrote down for me, right? the entire thing that happened. So basically what happened was that there was this golden energy coming down to me. That's what she saw. And it went to my face. Okay, it made my face golden. And then it went to my heart, into my solar plexus. It made that gold as well. And then it went to my tailbone. And what happened was because I'm a Kundalini practitioner, the golden energy merge the kundalini in my tailbone okay and then what happened was that it went up my spinal column now there's a place above the tailbone called the sacrum bone now for many years i was wondering why is this bone just above the tailbone called sacrum okay and why is it in latin okay and uh, i finally understood what it meant it's a sacred bone because it acts like a pump Okay, now defying gravity, the sacrum bone acts like a pump to convert the golden energy with Kundalini, right? These two have merged at the tailbone. So the next bone above the tailbone is a sacrum bone, acts like a pump. And what happens is that it pumps the Kundalini merged with the golden energy up the spinal column to the last highest. Uh, what do you call it? Um, vertebra. Vertebra, which is closest, okay, above the neck. This is, it enters the brain, okay? So it's the 33rd vertebra, okay? Is now, that as the, it enters... Uh, is that the altar major that we refer to? Um, I don't know. I don't know what, it, what the, the, the name, okay? But it goes to the highest vertebra. That, that's the 33rd vertebra. Now, at the 33rd vertebra, Two things happen. The golden energy mixed with Kundalini, okay, half of it will go down the spinal column, okay, and illuminate every cell in your being, all the way down from the neck, all the way down to your toes, okay? Right. So she saw every cell in her body being illuminated with this golden energy mixed with um, uh, Kundalini, right? And then after that, she saw the other half of the golden energy going up to my brain and going to my midbrain, and from there, in my midbrain, uh, she saw this golden rays in the midbrain going out and illuminating every brain cell, okay? And by the time it happened, by the time it finished, my whole body was having this golden 
illumination. And every cell from top to toe, she said, was turning into gold. And uh, I said, wow, that's amazing. I mean, I've never had that experience before in my life. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> you've also I been doing, you've been doing yeah. this work for, mm. I mean, this was mm. in 2018. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Been doing this work for, uh, mm. Mm. for like 22 years, right? So, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. It's yeah. like a, mm. a, a great mm. Uh, mm. preparation for you to see mm. this mm. and share mm. with others, right? Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and um so and the thing is the strange thing is uh after the um what do you call it when she saw that every cell in my being had this golden radiance, I'd become this golden being of light. Okay, she saw the tree of life imprinted over my image. Okay. And uh, I said, wow, okay. So the tree of life is somehow connected to this uh, golden aura. Okay. So it was very fascinating. And I had to go to the internet and find out more about the tree of life. Okay. Because as I researched more about the tree of life, uh, different traditions, there's a Scandinavian tradition about the tree of life. There's a Hebrew tradition about the tree of life. There's an Egyptian tradition of the tree of life. There is a Indian tradition of the tree of life. Okay. And uh, it was fascinating that they all, you know, there are various descriptions of the tree of life. It is a tree of knowledge. It is the um, tree of unity. Okay. Of all the races on the earth. Okay. If you imagine a tree of life to be the planet, and if you imagine that all, how many billion of people are here? Seven billion over people on the planet. If you imagine a tree with seven billion leaves. Okay. And that's what I was told. The tree of life represents, okay, a planetary, united planetary consciousness. Okay. And we have the, then the ability to reconnect to everyone who comes to us. Okay. And have an impact on that person okay so, so it, the inside mm, go ahead yeah essentially we are moving from the mm. duality mm. we have been yeah. experiencing for centuries yeah. and yeah. moving towards unity consciousness is that right correct that's right that's right and that golden, was my outtake. this mm. golden uh light mm. golden energy mm. helps me mm. make that transition is mm. that right correct yeah basically because as I studied further into this golden aura, golden beingness, and there are certain attributes, okay? And it all goes back to the law of one, okay? What is the that? law of one? Tell us. The list. law of one says, okay, the law of one says, you know, I am another you, okay? I am you. Mm. I am connected to every person on this planet, okay? And I could relate it to something that happened to me a few years ago. I was in a therapy session and uh, with somebody and what happened was that a single flash, a single flash of light, a vision I had from my solar plexus, I saw millions of tubes of light going out to people all over the world from my solar plexus, right? Mm. I saw millions of tiny tubes of light. Yeah. Imagine a tiny fluorescent 
tube of light, okay, tiny, tiny ones, millions of them. And they were going out for my solar plexus and they're going to everyone on the planet. Yeah. And and I was still told, I, at the same time, simultaneously, I received this message, oneness, we're all interconnected, right? You're all connected to each other through this, uh, you can call it a spiritual light if you want, because I don't have any name for it, okay? And so we are all interconnected, good, bad, not good. Kind. I mean, doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what race you are, what your gender is, you know, we are all interconnected. Okay, and when that August day that happened to me, I could relate it to the, the incident where millions of tubes of light came up from me and connected to everyone on the planet. And I was told this is oneness. Now, okay, all right, it's such a one word. Okay, <laughs> so I again had to go back and find out, okay, what's this oneness all about? What does it actually mean? Such a simple word, right? So I had this, you know, feeling that we are all interconnected to each other and that whatever we do to, to one another, um, we all affect each other through our actions, through our thoughts, okay? So um, it goes back to then, you know, uh, we are all interconnected. Whatever I do to you, okay, I will feel it as well, okay? And therefore... I was thinking, I better treat, not that it's out of a, a thread or anything. I was thinking, look, for my own self-preservation and own sanity and own, you know, progress, I better treat people well. I better treat other people well. I mean, you first start thinking of it from an ego perspective. Okay, I better start treating people well or else, you know, some people, other people will come in, you know, because the energy goes around. But when I started to evolve from that idea you know uh something happened to me i could see like when you treat somebody well golden energy comes back to you okay and uh, whatever you read about goal is like you know you treat everyone well treat everyone as yourself now i could relate it to a teacher that came two thousand years ago and said love your neighbor as you love yourself i mean you put the labels aside, you put the religion aside, okay? Treat your neighbor as you treat yourself. It's basic, okay? That's the golden aura. That's the golden age we're going to, right? But uh, even after 2,000 years, you know, we're still not living by such a simple principle, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If everybody would have practiced that, then this would be a better place right now. But we can't do it. For some strange uh, <laughs> reason, we cannot practice that. And I'm not a Christian, okay, but I can relate to, you know, if I were to live my neighbor, I treat him well. If I treat him well, he treats me well. Uh, if you duplicate that all over the world. What if people say that isn't always the mm. case, right? People take advantage mm. um, because yep. people are mm. where they are at and you don't mm -hmm. know. Mm. Who your neighbor is what what happens yeah. okay i i think because we have this uh well first thing is the ego and the other thing is the fear okay and we've been led to believe that we live in a very competitive world uh dog eat dog world kind of thing and you don't trust anyone and you climb the ladder of success to achieve certain things okay but you know with the way i see the planet right now um 
I somehow seem to have this, and it started a few months ago. I started having these withdrawal symptoms from people. <laughs> I started having this, I call it, you know, you can call it detachment, disassociation. I started having this disassociation from the things I used to do. Okay. So it's, it's a like kind of detachment, right? Correct. Spot on. Yeah. And I found myself withdrawing from social activities. I found myself withdrawing from conversations with certain people. Now that's very easy to do. <laughs> okay. Um, but I found myself naturally just withdrawing into myself. And I found that I was I was comfortable with being with this solitude. I was comfortable with this detachment. I was comfortable being just observing things happening outside me. Okay. And I wasn't very, very bothered what was happening out there. Even though I am aware of what's happening out there. And uh, there's this natural detachment. And I have a strong feeling that the golden aura is having something to do with that gradual detachment. Okay. And it could be that um, first, that golden aura, right, for want of a better word, desires you to be in a state of uh, pause, P-A-U-S-E right now. Okay. Pause. Whatever you're doing, just pause. Just be. Just observe. And I'm in a very curious place right now where I'm just on a state of pause, right? And it's very strange. It's a, you know, I don't even have to try to detach um, from something else outside of me. I, I think I live in even greater solitude mm. and isolation <laughs> than you. But, but then, yeah, because you also know that I had mm. my golden mm. light experience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. Like and, and it's yeah. And filled mm. up the entire mm. But Andrew, mm. I'd like to take you back to my question, mm. which mm. is mm. You, you said something about if you treat people mm. well, mm. people treat you mm. well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's not always true, right? So okay. people take okay. advantage, yeah. people are yeah. carrying mm. whatever they're carrying mm. within themselves, whether it's their mm. anger, their hatred. Mm. Their in their mm. sorrow, whatever it may be. Right? Mm. Mm. Right? So it's yeah. all come out, right? Yeah, exactly. But I think what's gonna happen is that yeah, as you go through this phase, you're gonna encounter people and all their projections of all their fear and things like that, and definitely it will happen, right? I think it's a transitional phase. Okay, it's a transitional phase until you gradually you know, come into contact with people who are similar to you, okay? Because we need a contrast, right? If you don't have a contrast, you cannot evaluate and say, yeah, I tried to go out of my way and this person was operating from a space of uh, fear, whereas I was operating from a space of uh, unconditional love. And when you encounter that, um, okay, this guy or this person or this, this person is still in that phase of being fearful or in a dog, it, well, in a rat race, etc. Okay, so now as you go along, you eventually come to a place, eh, I encountered you, you know, uh, another golden person dealing with the golden light. Okay, 
and I'm beginning to find to meet more and more people who are similar, right? If you go to the internet, there's so many people now talking about golden light, golden triangles, uh, golden, what do you call it, uh, secret geometry, yeah? But in particular, the golden thing which I'm doing right now, okay, has got certain attributes. And, and I would like to talk about these attributes because as I started sharing this golden energy with people, all, I, we experienced all kinds of, you know, uh, stuff, basically, all right? And... Um, I was talking to a lady in Thailand. She's an English lady, expatriate living in Thailand. And she's a teacher. And I decided to have a session with her giving the golden uh, Amrit light. And what happened was that in our first session, she had this golden ball. She saw she had a vision of a golden ball from above coming down to her entire body. And when that happened, her whole body straightened and almost like, you know, she was being held up by the energy of the golden light and her face chin tilted up. She felt she was going to fall over, but she didn't fall over. And what happened was that she felt this golden energy just going through from top to bottom. And she was vibrating and uh, she felt so many things happening to her. And, uh, you know, she experienced a healing crisis. Okay. After the event, she said, Andrew, I felt like throwing up. I feel like, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, okay. There's a cleansing, you know. That's yeah. happening to you. Yeah. And she's a teacher, right? And so that was in 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 uh, with this lady in Thailand. Now back home, I'm having people after sharing this golden light with them, this golden amrit, right? Quite a number of them are experiencing this golden uh, energy in their throats and their tongue. And this golden energy turns into something sweet. Okay. It turns into something sweet, it turns into something sour. It turns into something metallic. And some people tell me, Andrew, I actually taste mercury on my tongue. Okay, the latest uh, session was three days ago. Someone said, Andrew, I can taste mercury on my tongue when you give me this golden light. So now, is, that read, is that a good thing, if, Andrew? Yeah. If you read the books of the ancients, the ancient Chinese and the ancient Indians, right? They came out with an elixir of life which contains the energy of mercury. Okay. Yeah. And this was two days ago. And this guy said, listen, Andrew, this is my first session, right? And I was giving the golden energy and he could taste mercury. Now, so I know that uh, from all the research that mercury is an energy that is supposed to help you uh, improve your immune system, make you look youthful, heal your mind, heal your body, heal everything about you. Okay. Now, in the Indian tradition, they call this Navapashanam. Okay, Nava, Pashanam. They call it the nine metallic poisons. And mercury is the main ingredient. Okay, so somehow or other, we've tapped into an ancient energy. Okay, and sometimes some people will taste um, this sweetish taste. It's like a sweet honey, right? And uh, Andrew, okay, what happened was this lady, I gave her the golden umbrella energy. Right, and nothing happened to her. Okay, Andrew, nothing's happening to her. But what happened was that after the session was over, for the next five hours, she could feel this sweet honey taste flowing, flowing, flowing in her mouth to the rest of her body for the next five hours. She was shocked. I was shocked. I'm like, wow, you know, because yeah, we're doing this and then we're getting all these kinds of experience, we're creating all these kinds of different experiences. 
How okay. is it related to what uh, yogis experience, and and why it's, you it's, yeah. why you call mm. this a uh, uh, golden mm. amrit? Mm. Can you explain? Okay, sure. Now this sweet taste, and I've read about it. It's like people in India, yogis in India, when they practice Kundalini yoga for let's say five to seven years, they themselves experience this sweet honey taste, and in the Indian terminology, they call it amrita. Okay. The sweet honey elixir of life, and so these yogis can go days without food. They can fast. Uh, their their immune system is uh, you know up there, really, really very powerful, very strong immune system. And then they look youthful. They look younger. They look healthier. Look stronger. And their amrit connects them to their higher self. Okay, the amrit. What happened was that this so this lady in in. In Australian lady in Bali, right? I had a session with her. I've had three sessions with her, and uh, what happened was that um, first she said, "Andrew, I'm feeling something metallic in my mouth," and after the metallic taste was over, she said she felt something sour and then something sweet. I said, "Fantastic! That's good. You know, that's amazing." Now she is a therapist. She's a mental health therapist, and she said that when she started working with people who came to see her. After that session, she said, "Do you know something, Andrew? Something happened after that. I got that amrit. When I speak to these people, when I started to treat them, I had deeper insights about how to heal them. Intuitively, I was going deeper and deeper into my own therapeutic knowledge, right? And digging so deep that I could uh, uh, intuitively have or attempt to methods of healing them or helping them." Okay, in much more deeper ways than I normally would. So the Amrit got her to connect to an intuitive wisdom or to an innate intelligence, however choose you choose to call it. And she said, these people were surprised at my insights. They were surprised that I could go so deep and help them. And you know, this has never happened before in my journey. I'm saying, wow, it's amazing, right? I also had another session with uh, my good friend Magdalena. She's a Romanian in Florida. She's not in Florida, and I decided to have a session with her. She's a psychic as well as a therapist. So I had a session with her, and during the first session that we had, um, she said she was transported to a beautiful garden, and she felt like she was in Ireland of all places. She felt there was in Ireland, and um, she found herself floating there. Transported there, a vision of herself with a lot of trees, nature, waterfalls, and then she saw tiny bubbles. To the vision of tiny bubbles, okay, coming from from plants, from flowers, okay, from tree bugs, from leaves, okay, bubbles, bubbles, bubbles coming from these places and going and flowing into her neck and sorry into her throat and to her tongue, and she said, Andrew. When all these bubbles gather into my mouth and to my tongue, I could taste something sweet, and I swallowed this sweetness, and it gave me a very, very joyful feeling. Okay, and so I was thinking to myself, what is this that has come to us? Where is this amrit coming from? From Magdalena's perspective, and it is her experience. It looked as if the amrit. Comes from the sweetness of the earth, of the flowers, 
the plants, the trees. Mm. Right? And she said it had a floral aroma, a sweetness, and she swallowed it and she felt, you know, elevated, um, accelerated, blissful, a wonderful feeling overtook her when that happened. And I was wondering to myself, okay, this Amrit most likely has at its source the sweetness of the earth, the sweetness of Mother Earth. Okay. Mm. And yeah, and, and there's something that was okay, good to know, right? And uh, so we have had these various, um, what do you call it, experiences which are so varied, which varies from the individual, okay? And, and uh, I'm still processing this information, okay? Right? But you created, um, you, uh, mm. you created a methodology out of it. Yeah. That was Andrew Kaur, Master Healer and Energy Master, whom I'm honoured to represent along with his team and share the great gifts that will help the world shift alchemically from lead to gold, so to speak, and from polarity or duality to unity consciousness. Tune into part two, where Andrew tells you more about his very special Golden Amrit modality. As some of you already know, I had my own Golden Light experience in the year 2000, when golden light emerged from me and filled my entire bedroom from floor to ceiling, and both my personal and business life were totally transformed thereafter. For one thing, I was compelled to turn my communications consultancy into a coaching company, sharing my own unique methodology that I created based on the wisdom I gained through this amazing mystical experience and coupled with the traditional knowledge I acquired from the oldest and largest coaching institute in the United States. I was able to bring it to both individuals all over the world as well as multinationals in Asia Pacific, including some of the world's top investment banks, financial institutions, tech companies, etc. in the last two decades, and I now have a growing team of coaches whom I personally train to deliver my methodology. In the last year or so, I began to add extraordinary healers and energy masters such as Andrew to my team as well, so that I can offer people all over the world an even more complete and well-rounded approach to transforming and thriving for both individuals and organizations in these unprecedented times. I feel very strongly that we need to look at new ways of dealing with the challenges presented to the world. One way is for us to rise up to these challenges by being much, much more of our greatest selves and to consider innovative ways of doing this. Both Andrew and I have had a substantial amount of corporate experience as well as experience in the energetic field and we know how we can bring what's needed to both individuals everywhere of all backgrounds and ages, even children, as well as those in organizations including top leaders and executives. 
both his fidelity and mine have the power to transform people as hugely and quickly as they are open to do so. You are very welcome to book free trial Golden Arm Sessions with Andrew by writing to me at inquiries at lehighs.com. Inquiries with an I-E-S and Lehighs spelled L-E-E-H-E-I-S-S. Inquiries at lehighs.com. And he will be able to attend to you in one or two months' time. As he has other modalities too, you can also write to me to know more about what he and his team have to offer and embark on a series of sessions with them once you've had a taste of the particular approach you've chosen. I will also be conducting masterclasses in the near future with several of my podcast guests, including Andrew. And you're welcome to join us then. Do listen to part two for more information on his golden Amrit modality. Meanwhile, you can join me in my monthly Zoom sessions where I personally coach you to facilitate shifts for you. Major breakthroughs too, if that's what's meant to be. And I will also share with you a very powerful key to mastery that I created as an integral part of my thoroughly tried and tested methodology. I call this key to mastery the golden globe because of the wisdom I had gained from my golden light experience and which I used to create this amazing tool that would help you to transform and thrive in these times and beyond. Your organization too, if you are leading one at any level, they will bring you amazing results if you use them as prescribed and it is highly practical and easy to use as well. You can check out my webpage, transformandthrive.club, transformandthrive.club for details or uh, and email me at inquiries at lehighs.com once more, inquiries with an IES at lehighs, L-E-E-H-E-I-S-S dot com or check out my website lehighs.com Meanwhile, this is Helen Lee on the Transform and Thrive show. Much love to you. Wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom, peace and abundance at all levels, even now, or especially now in these times. Happy transforming and thriving. You, my beloved friends, have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated as always. Bye for now.